0: The Polish ambassador is David Sigalski, an American electronic music producer and DJ from Oakland, California. Not only does this funky diplomat continue to experiment with electronic, dub and world music, but has spearheaded a permaculture movement within the festival scene across the USA, merging sustainability and celebration. You're tuned in to Roots to Grooves.
1: Hey everybody. What's going on? It's Roots to Grooves. Once again, I'm Jesse Quigley.
0: This is Jay Purcell. Good to see you, everybody. Good to meet you. Yeah. I was going to say good to meet you. I wish <laughs> we could see you all. Yeah, that'll be interesting.
1: So What's up? We're in Seattle, Washington. Another dark, rainy night, as always. It's actually not. Is it raining yet? Uh,
0: actually, it wasn't raining on my way here, but about bet it will start. It's been miserable. There pretty was soon. a massive storm the other night. Yeah, that was scary. I had some friends posted on Facebook that their garden furniture was up in the trees of their neighbor's house. <laughs> it's that, it was that crazy. I was
1: wow. trying to go from my house and to drop somebody off back in town, mm-hmm. and three routes, I ran into a, a tree covering the whole road Really, Damn. three different ways, and yeah. we were stuck.
0: Damn. This doesn't happen that often. I don't no, feel that, like in Seattle. It rains either. a lot, but that was like a freak storm. It was kind of yeah. weird. Yeah. Kind of scary. We made it through. I hope everybody's okay. I know we keep like enticing the, the listeners and viewers to come visit Seattle. We'll <laughs> talk of the weather. Come. Maybe, don't, maybe don't. No, don't. Wait till, uh, wait
1: till June or July. Oh, yeah. And it's That's actually good. pretty nice. Very nice. So what's up, Jay? We are talking about the Polish ambassador Yeah, himself, the world's funkiest diplomat.
0: Yeah. And to recap our viewers, this is a show where each episode we pick a different artist. Yeah. Awesome. And we talk about their music and their career from their first releases to uh, where they are recently and uh, all of the information we can find in between about their life and about how they create music. Yeah, totally. Their, and, their journey,
1: uh, their perspective and their, their philosophy of life in general.
0: Yeah. And uh, and so, yeah, this week you picked the Polish ambassador. What did yeah. you say? The funky what? The... Oh, the world's uh, funkiest <laughs> diplomat. The world's funkiest. Did he say that? or was is... uh, I, s-
1: I saw that written somewhere. I don't know okay. who said it, but okay. it's kind of funny. But I mean, definitely, I've been doing some research and yeah. you got to pick through some of the YouTube videos of, of yeah. the actual Polish ambassador, like, yeah. you know, or I don't know who I was looking at, but you know, some <laughs> real people in in Poland. Is that what we're talking about?
0: Yeah. Well, he is that's, Polish. That's the name of the... Yeah. That's well, how you
1: say it. Poland. Um, Poland. Poland. Yeah. If say, you're Polish, say, you're from Poland. You're Polish. If you're from Poland. This is... Poland. Yeah. This is low-key a geographical... <laughs> Um, podcast now yeah
0: okay but he's uh his real name is was it david mm-hmm. says. yeah that's how i say it at least um he's from uh, well he's from colorado i think originally right but he lives in california right now i think um, he, yeah he moved around a lot i thought he grew i think he grew up in philadelphia he did okay all right yeah i didn't see where but, he grew up from but he's he has polish heritage but he was born in america
1: right? yeah, yeah but he's straight up american yeah um yeah so totally i think Um, as far as I know, he grew up with his parents in Philadelphia. Then he went to college Mm -hmm. at university of Colorado at Boulder, right? And so that's how he made his way West. I suppose.
0: And what was he studying
1: there? Um, it was a degree in business. I think it was marketing.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: And as far as I know, I think he was doing some kind of post production for tracking TV shows. I think he worked on something at least having to do with Oprah. Oh, show really? at okay. some point interesting if yeah. I was yeah. researching correctly okay and I remember correctly oh,
0: I didn't see this at all in my research okay but. yeah <laughs> well that's that's
1: what like, we don't talk about this before that's the other thing about
0: the show yeah it's off the off we, the cuff right. picked, what did you find out did, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah that, there's the magic baby so he did a like tv sound engineering I believe thing. so yeah something
1: like that I don't know I didn't look further into it because mm. we're not concentrating on his 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 um, degrees yeah but But, he
0: he did when he was uh colorado studying that's when he started to create music right yeah
1: Yeah. as far as i know i think he first moved to chicago Hmm. and that's where he was working on this Uh, that's where he was
0: working with his marketing degree yeah i did see that and i think he had a he he had a relationship that ended or something and and that's when he moved out yeah i was going to ask you
1: and i think who the the woman singing on that track that we opened up with yeah um ayla nario yeah and so they're together, his partner, yeah. his partner in love and music.
0: Yeah. She features on vocals on a lot of his tracks. And they mm-hmm. also have this side project. Uh, I think it's called Wildflower. Wild, wild Light. A wild Light. Is, yeah. Uh, where they, uh, it's mostly just those two, um, mm-hmm. at the core of that project, um, yeah, so she, writing and recording did, stuff.
1: Yeah. Right. She's yeah. doing a lot of the vocals. Yeah. Um, for live performances and recording purposes, obviously, and then Polish yeah. Ambassador yeah. David sugalski Su- Su- what was it? I'm I am sorry, Sugalski, yeah, Sugalski, yeah. Okay. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> but it's interesting about um, that project there with I. I, I want to. Was it Ayla? Is her name it's Ayla? Ayla. Okay. Um, yeah, because they said when they started their relationship, they didn't really have any plans to collaborate because they didn't want to like complicate things. Right. Yeah, I think they they made a. a
1: They made that decision to not as as to not complicate yeah you know their their personal relationship which is you know probably could be a good idea yeah at least starting out and eventually they i think um he was working on a track or something and they just kind of collaborated on it casually yeah and it eventually kind of turned into a a bigger project which is you know a fully realized project at this point
0: yeah so i think what ended up happening is she was working on some music with some other people and he would come by the studio wanted to remix a track of hers Mm -hmm. and then it just sort of they just organically fell back into collaborating again because they were like oh actually we can make actually this is kind of cool shit shit together so um yeah so initially they didn't want to do that but they um ended up doing that and i understand that as well yeah i don't really know if i really want to work with my significant other Mm -hmm. like it's a it's a thing you know because you can get into arguments about professional stuff and then you know this space can be good (laughs) space can be good i think sometimes having different you know objectives um different things
1: to do during the day different goals yeah um but obviously it's working for them and it could work for a lot of other people as well yeah um but they took it with some nuance and they started conservatively which i think is a good idea yeah so i mean i guess we should just tell everybody who's listening what this guy's about it's kind of Mm. it's we heard the first track it's electronic it's um yeah
0: what was that album from? It, at which point in his discography was that? That was from that track, an
1: right? album called uh, "Pushing Through the Pavement," which yeah. was I think 2014. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's electronic. Yeah. It's like IDM. I've heard like intelligent dance music. So it's dancey. Oh, it's IDM. Yeah, yeah not yeah. E. Not E. I. I. Okay. Um, so I was just oh. I was just reading that, but yeah, it's yeah. kind of dancey. It's kind of housey. Yeah. A, a lot of his albums change change a little bit they have their own vibe yeah and he experiments in with different things from you know electronic stuff to
0: to live instrumentation and like sort of some world music vibes i was hearing a lot of the percussion totally. stuff that he yeah. uses in there totally which the, is cool and yeah. i think
1: he's kind of incorporated that world music style um through more through out yeah. his d- discography as as he's moving along yeah um but he started it out a little bit more almost like a little like glitchy, like it was kind of based on video game sounds.
0: Yeah, like a sort of eight bit. Yeah, sixteen bit funk is that what he called it. Yeah, I think that's that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I listened to that very first album, "Diplomatic Immunity," was his very first release in two thousand six. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's very eight <laughs> bit sixteen bit funk. Is mm-hmm. it's good? Glitchy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would. Kind of, yeah.
1: You know, that's probably where I would start. Yeah. With this guy, all his stuff is pretty consistent. He's he's pretty prolific. Yeah. oh, wow.
0: I so... Pro- I mean, I was like... So, I'd never heard of this artist before until you suggested him. Cool. So So, um, the first thing I did was listen to his most recent <clears throat> um, album, uh, which is called... What's that called? Is it the... Oh, I don't know. I don't have it off the top um, right now. I don't know. Talk about something else. Let me look it up. <laughs> I, I lost it. Um, yeah. So, I listened to that first and and then you know I, I was like going backwards a little bit and then i was like okay i just run out of time because this guy has like so many albums out from 20 2006 all the way up to 2020 right
1: yeah so that he um, came out with an album called times running in 2020 yeah and so it seems like he's released an
0: album every year since yeah. So he's working hard, or, or he's, he's
1: working yeah. with a lot of people, collaborating yeah. with a lot of people, and, yeah. and getting stuff done.
0: Yeah, very rich discography. And then, you know, he's also out there in the world playing all these festivals. Mm-hmm. Of course, he was before COVID right now. No right. one can do that. But um yeah, a lot of these big parties. And that's where I, I haven't heard IDM before, but EDM, like he definitely seems uh, like in that realm of. Big electronic dance festivals, kind of thing. But, totally, but, but he has that um, uh, component and that side of him which isn't just all about that sort of clubby culture, but actually more of a grounded kind of um, outlook to things, which we can talk about now or later. Yeah, because we could like, talk about that yeah, now. Um,
1: yeah. First of all, I would just shout out my my super good friend Emily Thrasher because she's the one who. Um, put me in the direction of this guy Mm -hmm. Um, she told me about him a few years ago and i never really got into it because i'm not coming from a really electronic background as far as the music that i listen to super often Mm. um but this guy's i mean it's super legit he's super cool Mm. and so yeah she has a lot of good music so i'm I'm starting to steal some more i'll probably steal some (laughs) more ideas for artists that we can talk about from
0: her nice uh does she put you onto a specific album or just the artist in general well
1: we were talking last night and she dropped a whole bunch of her favorite tracks and stuff oh. that we should talk about so i think i yeah. mean that first track that we played was one of her suggestions okay yeah. so yeah great job and appreciate yeah. you yeah if, if you're listening what's up what's up? um yeah she lives in denver colorado mm. and then i don't know what i was gonna um, say after that but um i mean yeah so this guy has good music yeah. but he doesn't just concentrate on the music that's not the only thing he does he's kind of spearheaded yeah. this whole permaculture yeah thing and he has these action days and he's Really, you know, he's kind of, you know, connected with the earth and wants to connect people, connect and use music to to create new organizations and, um, you know, building new things, building, um, creating more sustainability in in the greater culture.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, I'm not sure where that came about, because for me, it seems like a very strange thing to be, well, not strange, but usually those two things don't go hand in hand, like the electronic dance music culture. And, right and uh being i don't know how you would say it, eco-friendly or consciously minded about the earth and and what we're doing and yeah a lot humans of humans place here on the earth and stuff like that you know right um
1: a lot of times it would seem yeah. like the opposite like oh let's go to a big party a big festival yeah. we'll do some drugs we'll have a great time you know? yeah and then that's it
0: and he's even encouraging people to choose healthier uh, drink options at his shows. Mm-hmm. I saw um, some stuff about him saying that, like, he said he does drink. Uh, he even makes his own beer. <laughs> yeah, he, um, he makes some mead at yeah, home. Yeah, mead. And, uh, you know, but he was saying about that, like, you know, he realized um, sometimes when he was going to shows himself, just as an audience member, and, you know, he'd maybe feel not so comfortable in the place, whatever, and so he'd go to the bar and have a drink, you know, and then he started to realize, like, oh, you know, I'm I'm drinking in order to feel comfortable here around these people like that's mm-hmm. not a good thing so he did sort of a bit of reality check around that sort of thing and yeah so now he's like kind of I think that's where he's coming from when it's like you know encouraging people to drink like kombucha or some teas or some kind of elixir right at a show where you don't have to get drunk and stuff like that you don't yeah you don't you know, yeah, you so, don't. You know
1: get to a point where you don't feel like you need something in order to feel like yourself to yeah to be fully kind of realized yeah, yeah. Um, and you can enjoy yourself and the people around you yeah you know yeah. in a in a more self-sustaining healthy way so i think he stopped yeah. drinking for a little while he took a little yeah. break mm-hmm. um and then he's not saying it's a bad thing either it's a it's right. a part of our culture it's been around for thousands of years yeah um and so it's it's very ingrained in, in our society yeah and that's not necessarily a bad thing no. and actually you could argue that it's you know it was an important um, you know, catalyst for building our, our culture as hum- yeah. humans in general.
0: I mean, monks used to make alcohol yeah. all the time. Yeah. Where, I think that's where beer came from. and Yeah, wine way maybe. back in the day. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, but I think, I guess what he's doing is like, he's encouraging people. It's like, it's okay. You know, you're going to be judged if, if you're not drinking or whatever, or you're not doing drugs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You can still come and be welcomed these shows and these parties without having to do that sort of stuff kind of thing you know you can be sober and just enjoy the music and Mm -hmm. get high off the music i think right it
1: doesn't have to be a one-dimensional like just get wasted or whatever um so yeah he i mean he's bringing it really full circle so one of the coolest things this guy's done is he you know he's gone on these big tours done these big festivals like we said um but he organized this whole thing based on permaculture and having action days
0: at the show Yeah. yeah this is really cool so yeah you want to explain to the listeners and viewers, how that, how he made that work.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think he was,
0: um,
1: he just had this idea and he's, he would be playing these shows and he would see all these people, like thousands of people just everywhere having all this energy and, and, and focus on this music and on what it was about. And, you know, everyone, you feel that when you go to a show, like the, the sense of community, um, and, and that makes people feel really good. And he's like, how can you capture this energy and kind of obtain that and then you know, use it you know, like, a, like a fuel for, to create something new, I guess. I don't know if I'm saying that the, most, the, the clearest way, but he, he recognized that there was a lot of energy and that you know, people kind of want more than just, let's get drinks and listen to some EDM music. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, people are deeper than that and the, the music community can be way deeper than that and there's so much energy, why aren't we doing more? We have the power to do more, so we should. And And use this opportunity and all this this potential energy to create something new, and so basically he started i mean I think it was in two thousand and fourteen was the first permaculture action tour where they would have a a big show, a big festival in a big city around the the u s specifically I think, and then the day after that night of the show, he would invite fans and he would go out himself with Ayla mm-hmm. um And whoever else was on his team with the organization and they would actually find a spot in the city and organize something to to grow and build
0: a garden Mm -hmm. or something more self-sustaining. To do something hands-on that Mm -hmm. uh, would benefit not only the earth and the world Mm -hmm. and humanity, but directly local communities right where he was performing at that yeah. time kind of thing yeah,
1: yeah so not just pointing yeah. people like hey that could be done go do that like uh, he's actually i'm going to this location yeah yo everybody follow me we're gonna build a garden today get your
0: hands dirty he was out yeah. there like yeah working in the garden stuff like that and so i mean
1: just amazing right that's super yeah. cool why haven't people thought of this before our, our our society and all these cities are so destructive and they just take from the earth and we have all this power and energy and he's he's like he recognized that and and he brought people together and created this new movement yeah. um as far as i know i think other people you know there's art permaculture is not he didn't invent it or anything like that but he kind of yeah. spearheaded this movement of of combining these this festival yeah. energy and power into something um
0: useful and positive and harnessing his uh uh his fan base mm-hmm. in order to make that happen right yeah um you know like all these people that were into his music and come into these shows you know it's it's another way um, and i'm sure like a lot of his listeners have the same outlook as him but maybe not everyone maybe it was like a new thing new concept it's when totally- he was on this tour and they're like oh okay mm-hmm. they invited me to this thing tomorrow okay so it's right. like becomes like a two night thing you know or two day thing
1: yeah and these people um, are staying up till like midnight or 2 a.m at this you know concert festival yeah. show dancing yeah yeah and then after, the next
0: day doing some manual then, labor yeah get
1: up at you know 8 a.m and but he's right there with you you know david is going to the location yeah with his fans he's probably the first one there and yeah. helping to organize and um you know com- communicate and bring these people together create these connections build these networks yeah um, that can continue once he goes to the next city and
0: yeah it's really fascinating that he did that and he's not just doing that as a one-off thing um i know like he he formed his label jumpsuit records right uh because because he always wears a jumpsuit is like his signature outfit yeah. um on stage um
1: yeah well, we could talk about that for a second which is yeah a second cool.
0: diversions on the, it, like his he said his first jumpsuit he got was for like four dollars at a thrift store mm-hmm. and it was like a 1970s women's ski jumpsuit or something like that yeah <laughs> and then i sense yeah. i think he's had another one remade yeah he had a replica I, made of it right because uh, i mean it kind of so became
1: got, his signature look it's like a i think yeah. it's specifically he has this yellow and blue yeah. jumpsuit yeah. and those are kind of the colors he kind of yeah assumed yeah, yeah and is
0: and is kind of um used over and over again and of course wearing the same outfit for many shows it's not going to be right. very nice smelling or nice looking after a while Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> hopefully
1: he dra- he has a washer and dryer in, in his um yeah
0: his, his band van or whatever yeah so he had a made. he's had a few more made i think like custom ones i think even as part of merchandise he was like he was trying to see if anyone would be or he got asked if he would if it, if he would sell it as much and he was right. like well yeah if people are interested
1: i think it, he did i think he made a, a run for him and yeah he had a bunch of them made and and people ate them up and and they're showing up making their own versions of it and showing yeah. up to the festivals wearing it
0: yeah because he also he sort of for his custom ones he got he sort of teamed up with these like independent artists and clothing makers sort of thing that were making his right suits so i think like maybe that's it helps them as well as like artists and producers kind of thing totally to make that sort of stuff
1: did you happen but, to see where he got that name
0: uh the polish ambassador but, right yes i did the g yeah i saw it as well yeah it's uh another dj shadow he was influenced by dj shadow right yeah so another you know synchronicities i love it so many people were influenced by dj Shadow, me included and right if you haven't listeners you didn't know it, uh go check our episode on DJ Shadow. It's one of our exactly. like our first
1: five episodes. One of our first batch. Out That's there, a good yeah. one because I didn't know who that guy was until uh, Jay pointed him
0: out. There you go. Yeah. So so we talk about him and then we've mentioned him more than once in these other shows of yeah. other artists that name dropped him. Yeah, which is cool. Um, but yeah, uh, David Sigelski, He was um, got into DJing right and scratching because he was really into DJ Shadow and a, and a couple of other people and he had these turntables. He went to a record store and got some uh records to scratch with and one of them was a s- spoken word record mm-hmm. and i'm not sure what it was about but there was there was a sample in it that said the polish ambassador and it always scratched with that and like Polish yeah. ambassador so then all the people <laughs> his friends and all that started calling him the polish ambassador so
1: yeah so. which you know yeah so we kind of assumed this character yeah but it matches with him because he is polish
0: yeah yeah um,
1: you know, but living in America and <clears throat> I guess he kind of liked that, that phrase and he would put it, it in these, yeah. in his DJ sets and stuff and, uh, people started to recognize him and he kind of took that moniker and built yeah. it up into it. You know, now it's his kind of full identity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I guess so back on like the, um, the, does per- permaculture mean? I don't really know what the meaning of that is. I'm, um, I'm very bad at this issue. So, I mean, permaculture, <laughs> I, I did a little
1: research on the yeah. on the word so perm a culture permanent agriculture hmm. so it's a it's a way to continue you know, like our culture is our societies aren't very sustainable we're just taking from the earth and not really giving back it's not yeah. you know, sustainable it's not lasting yeah. we're not creating new things we're not growing enough new things to sustain what is going on mm-hmm. um and so he's like how can i mean the the I- ideology Ideal, I don't know how, what, how to, ide- how ideology. to, how to yeah. conjugate that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how can, you, how can we create something that's in symbiosis with the, the, the ecology of the world and the economy of our culture and, and how to make something um, last? So yeah. like creating things that aren't in the way of what's already going on in nature. So using kind of yeah. natural stuff in a natural way. Right. Um, and it's kind of a, it's a big body. It's, it's not just one little thing. It's not, oh, creating a self-sustaining garden. Yeah. But it, for example, like using, using like rivers or streams in a self-sustaining way and not getting things in the way um, yeah. to help, to help you make irrigation systems yeah. to, to feed the, the, the garden or the area, or the farm that you're on. Yeah. Um, so you're not changing the
0: earth or the world really, but you're using it in a way to help itself. You know, I feel like that's kind of a Japanese outlook. Yeah, kind um, of. it's kind of zen. Yeah. Um, I know because this is a little bit of a digression, but, um, you know, I got on a kick about being interested in Japanese carpentry for a little bit. That's cool. And there's some really cool things you can find on YouTube, little documentaries and stuff like that. And there was this one carpenter um, that made... Uh, some Yeah, just like a little notion that really stuck with me is uh, when they're building homes out of wood and stuff like that they cut with the grain instead of against the grain mm, yeah and that whole idea of going with nature not against nature right and i think that's that, that what that permaculture culture sounds like is totally in that sort of vein is like not adding to the garbage right you know but in fact using using it garbage using it that and, we created to yeah they go yeah you know anything
1: anything you know all the way around from you know it's recycling um, you know, you, it, this is like building, building homes that are using things from the earth rather than just importing things that aren't from the natural area. Yeah. You know, native plants. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's a, whole, yeah. it's a whole big idea, and there's a many different ways that you can incorporate perm- permaculture. In uh, your everyday life. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know. um, so, ba- I mean, but basically it's like living in symbiosis with the world. Yeah. You know, be, yeah. we're a benefit. We can be a benefit to the earth while, because the earth has been a benefit to us. So let's live with it instead of against it. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the basic idea. So it's a pretty big idea. It's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. And it's a pretty necessary idea.
0: I think we should. Even more necessary the more as each year ticks on. Exactly. The it's... way shit goes in this world right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. This. People should have been doing this before. And that's super
0: awesome that. Yeah. um Well, it's like keeping the, po- the consumerist waste culture as. Is something's very harmful right? all the plastics and shit like that yeah all that stuff we create and consume and throw away and yeah and it's without gross. thinking about it. yeah i mean land, like i'm just disgusted by landfills <laughs> like yeah it is as a concept and you know anyway yeah, no i mean it's, it's wh- yeah. we we send our garbage to other countries i know like on in <laughs> seattle apparently they take all the garbage from seattle and they load it onto trains mm-hmm. and then it gets it goes outside the city and then they just dump it in a landfill that's where all the trash goes from seattle that's not good when i heard that concept so it's like this happens every day they're loading trash on train carts and shipping it out. so
1: i mean yeah i mean it's disgusting yeah not that it's just garbage but that's our plan It's just move it that's out of plan. our way <laughs> they, you know they do <laughs> the, the sight, same thing line. with
0: nuclear materials as well like i think the the what, I can't remember what it is—the the bit that's left over after they create energy and nuclear weapons. Oh yeah, they can't dispose of it, so they build all these massive cavern caves all over the world and all over the U.S. and they just store it away and seal it off. And they and they think maybe, hopefully, in a hundred years, like humans will figure out how to deal with it. Like, and uh, yeah, all this type of shit happens, but that's beyond that's beyond so, i think what da- uh, david Sugalski is thinking about sure. or maybe not he probably I'm, thinks about that as well but i'm sure he's, he's got
1: yeah. I'm, he's got bigger ideas i mean he's yeah. a smart guy he's, yeah. he's um you know both him and um and ayla his girlfriend yeah you know they're, they're all about that the permaculture living in symbiosis with the world being one with the earth yeah um and that's super awesome i think more people need to
0: start doing that yeah and they so i completely agree They live on a homestead in um nevada city in california Mm -hmm. yeah so they have a little farm up there have a little farm said he lives there with friends i think it's 10
1: acres so it's pretty
0: big he built um a his own cabin Mm -hmm. on the on the place there he makes all his music there his studio is totally powered off of solar energy that's what he says
1: that's cool i didn't even yeah
0: i didn't find that bit yeah so, well, uh, I Googled it. It actually looks like a nice little town to visit in California. It's, uh, I think, Nevada City. Nevada City. is like um, 60 miles from Sacramento is the nearest city. Okay, So So, nice. uh, yeah, it looks nice. It's this little quaint little uh, town. They call it downtown, but, you know, it looks like a western, you know, all the yeah. shops and <laughs> the one thing. Tumbleweed going by. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, that's that's where he's at doing that, and and yeah, I guess like that ethos about like that way of looking at the world it extends into his um, merchandise. Like I did find like this whole big post he did on Facebook when he discovered that other his fans were making unofficial merchandise, you know, with his name and his likeness and his artwork mm-hmm. and artwork of other people that he got to create stuff. They were making it unofficially, kind of thing. His post was very um he was like thinking out loud. He wasn't saying it was the wrong thing. You know, he said that, you know, you well know, if some if someone did it and they were like i was, and then would message him and said, like, Oh yeah, I sold a hundred t shirts, here's two hundred bucks, like over PayPal, like go treat your crew to a meal kind of thing. Nice. Or or like I sold all these t-shirts and I decided to plant these trees and here's a photo of these trees I planted kind of thing. You know, he said he's cool with that because he said, you know, it's not really about the money at the end of the day. Like he said he's good, like he's lives a comfortable life. Um you know, this has also happened in an interview as well, where he's the interviewer said when the interviewer first discovered his music, he downloaded all of his entire discography for free off of mm-hmm. some like torrent site kind of thing. And he told David about this. And um and he said, yeah, that's cool. He said, because it comes back around again. Because then mm-hmm. like, you came to this music festival and you brought a couple of friends and you paid for tickets and the and the music festival paid me to play there kind of thing. Yeah. So, so he's, he's
1: still benefiting even yeah. though those people, those who turned into fans... Yeah. ...got that music for free. Yeah. And so
0: think- he's got this like, I, call it, I guess you call it a pragmatic approach. Okay. Where, you know, that's how I would say it. It's like where he, he's not really like, yeah, everyone must buy this thing and I'm going to like chastise these people for making unofficial merchandise and that Mm -hmm. you know he's like you know i live a comfortable life i'm doing well i'm good you know i'm making money out of these things and these things kind of thing and uh just be a good human i think he's saying to his fans like you know don't just don't sell a bunch of merch and get rich for yourself like you know put it back into the world somehow Mm
1: -hmm. yeah again kind of working in symbiosis with the 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 given um the, you know the economy that he's created. Yeah, with his you know, community of right fans. And yeah. yeah, I think I think most of his music he always puts it up for free. He does. And I'm not yeah. sure. It's, I'm mm-hmm. sure. I think you have to yeah, pay for it on iTunes or something. But he always puts it up, and he wants people to get it for free, basically. Yeah, I
0: think on Bandcamp he has uh, name your price on there. Kind of right. Like, yeah.
1: Like, so that's awesome. So you can give one dollar, yeah. ten bucks, twenty bucks, hundred bucks, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I mean, you'll fall in love with this guy and his music. It's super mm-hmm. cool, and I think. Um the the music sounds better once you know
0: what what kind of he's about. I think so, yeah. I mean, I wasn't um I listened to his first, most recent album first. Um I liked it. It's it, I'll be honest, it's not usually the type of stuff I usually listen to. Right. Um uh it's his is sort of a little bit more EDM-y um, than I listen to. Totally. But he doesn't he does definitely like fuse a lot of different inspirations into his music like, like like folk and world and um he has some rappers that feature on some of that his albums um he did a live album as well right um yeah one of his sets i don't know which one that was um i'm looking through his the list well, it was right not now necessarily a live album but it was uh he used live musicians oh gotcha yeah right on it i think it was his album before last called land of the lush
1: yeah and that that was one of the favorite my favorites that i've heard from him yeah i I just put um i don't know i just put that one on because i'm just like let's check this one i never heard anything from it
0: yeah super cool yeah and i think the story behind this was he'd he'd already written a bunch of tracks and just kind of you know filed them away Mm -hmm. as a lot of musicians do now um thinking that he he thought that it would probably sound good if some musicians could replay those songs and those parts that he wrote for Mm -hmm. that album. Um, So he didn't get a chance to do that until he met um, one of the guys that's on his album, that album. I forgot his name, unfortunately, (laughs) I don't have it in front of me. Um, But he met this guy and then he through him met a few other people and then they decided to, okay, he hired them to come into the studio and to play, uh, re-perform his demo tracks, I guess, basically mm-hmm. live and add their own sort of performance to it, and um, and that's how that album Land of the Lush came to be.
1: Yeah, right in that way, super cool. That's one of my oh. favorites. I don't know. It sounds. It's just really, um, um, it's approachable. You know, yeah. it's it's easy to get into. It's not it's not too house or techno. It's not yeah. too EDM like just upbeat dance. It's kind of chill. Almost there's some you know it's it's lush like the, in the name. Yeah, um, you know, it's it's jungly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a, like some reggae kind of vibes. Yeah, a little dubby, but like with some live instrumentation. Yeah, um, all, all with his his nice kind of electronic, chill. Yeah, you know a little bit of music world world music yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorites. I think we should we should play another track off something. Show yeah. somebody, s- show these people, um, our beautiful listeners. What what else this guy's got Absolutely. up his sleeve. Uh, What do you want to play? Can we play something off of The Color of Flight? The Color
0: of Flight.
1: Cool album um, art with um, some parrots. It's really colorful, good yeah. colorful music. Um, and I think we have one in that playlist that we can, we can get
0: going. Yeah. Either one? Either one. Surprise me. Tell me. All right. Take Wing. Take, I'm going yes. to play this also because a uh, little bit of knowledge, uh, the village I used to live in in the UK was called Wing. Nice. So not only can we take the capital, we can take <laughs>
1: There you go. There you go.
0: Nice. That was take wing. I don't know when this episode is going to come out. I, I didn't mean to make a topical comment about taking the capital because... Hmm. Oh, yeah. That's a very fucked up thing. But who knows where we are politically right now in. Uh, when this episode <laughs> in, drops. In March of April of uh, 2021.
1: But, so that was Take Wing yeah. Off Color of Flight in 2017. Yeah. Cool. Cool, beautiful album cover with those parrots. So check that one out. Yeah. Whole thing's great. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think we have to We have to talk about every single one of these albums.
0: He has a lot. <laughs>
1: yeah, he has a lot of stuff. He's always coming out with stuff. Some of them have some vocal features on them. Yeah. Um, others, he'll release a whole instrumental version of his album
0: on, yeah. on one or two of these at least, I think. He's done some acoustic versions as well. Whole Yeah. The whole album redone acoustically.
1: Yeah, and I was interested because I think I saw one of, he came out with the acoustic album before the full-blown version of that album so that's kind of a cool way to do it too interesting to kind of get people warmed up to it yeah before you drop the more electronic stuff yeah that's cool a little more of a a nice little transition yeah but yeah I mean 2006 diplomatic immunity 2007 the phantasmal farm 2008 Mm -hmm. I found him now I must kill him 2010 (coughs) mating season Uh, 2010 also first worlds 2011 future sex computers um, then another one with remixes, 2013, Echozoic. That was a really cool one. Mm. Um, have you listened to all of these
0: albums or no. just some of them?
1: Um, just some of them. He has too yeah. much to, yeah. I, I couldn't do it in, in the time span that we give ourselves, yeah. which is like a week Yeah. <laughs> or, or yeah, usually a week cause we do two per week. Yeah. Um, but I tried to, I listened to all of Land of the Lush mm-hmm. and I listened to quite a bit of Color of Flight. Mm-hmm. Um. And Echozoic is a is a cool one though. I think that one's really cool. I think it's a pretty long one. Mm, okay. Um. It's like yeah, it doesn't say the the amount of time on here, but uh, that one's super cool.
0: <laughs> Echozoic. I think my favorite album that I've heard so far, only being able to hear about four or five of his albums, was "Dreaming of an Old Tomorrow." Which mm-hmm. came out in twenty sixteen. Um, a lot of good tracks on there. By I was into yeah um, yeah i mean good stuff so
1: basically he i mean he has the other project Wildlight. yeah which is with his girlfriend ayla yeah nario yeah which is also super cool
0: yeah um and then i think he had another did you hear anything about ample mammal um, so that's like another pseudonym that he releases music underneath. Yeah. I don't know if that was like an early name or whether he still releases music under that I name. I think or... it was an early name. Yeah.
1: But if anybody out there listening, write into our, to our email and, and let us know because we, yeah. I, I didn't, see anything else fact, about that
0: fact check. Um, yeah, please. I think I did see him say one thing about that was just that uh, it's different musically he feels like than, than what he's releasing on the Polish ambassador. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a way, and that happens a lot. I've noticed with a few different artists, um, like Tori Amore, maybe did the same sort of thing, right? Um, definitely King Cruel as well, um, where they just—I guess these guys are just like creating music all the time, and sometimes you come up with something that's just like completely left field. You still like it, but it's not quite in the sphere. It wouldn't—it wouldn't fit your the sound of your of that particular moniker i mean a lot of these artists it's cool because they it's
1: kind of like creating a character especially like king cruel we were talking about sure and and, you know that guy you know it's king cruel is this kind of angrier yeah dark character yeah yeah um that i can't remember that guy's name but he he becomes him when he's when he's on stage archie yeah yeah, right and archie becomes king cruel when he's you know in the music when he's writing and yeah. It's kind of a whole character, and, and same with the Polish ambassador. I and mean, he he assumes this yeah. this moniker, or this name, and he kind of becomes this this character in
0: a yeah. in a yellow and blue jumpsuit who's jumping around, feeling real good on stage. Yeah, yeah. And try and create those <laughs> vibes. He's very much about the live experience. I think more than any other sort of artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not more than any other, but well, you know, but I think he places it very important in his musical sphere like he's not just someone that makes music and puts an album out and then hides away <laughs> like totally he, he wants to take it out and take it to festivals and he wants to meet people and he wants to have these experiences mm-hmm. with music live kind of thing um I know like he sort of DJs it out a lot but he he does have a band as well I don't know if that was just before Land of the Lush or whether he's had a band for his other albums do you know that or no I don't yeah off the top, I'm sorry. I uh, wish I did. But one thing that was interesting about his live situation when he does have musicians is, um, so he's on stage and he has Ableton and he has all of the stems for all of his whole discography, I think. And, um, and he's like able to trigger different things. But mm-hmm. he also has a microphone. Um, and the purpose of that microphone is, is only to communicate to the other musicians that are on stage. So okay, right. the audience can't hear him he'll say stuff you know, like like you know he'll like cue vocals like to the mm-hmm. singer kind of thing where we we'll like oh it's time for a solo like go out on the front of the stage and rip mm-hmm. it up kind of thing and like, he's saying that privately so the, privately the guitarist can hear him say that in yeah, his yeah. ear and but he, the, the audience can't hear that yeah or we'll say funny shit and like just fuck with them mm-hmm. kind of thing um so he's really interesting so mm-hmm. he's, he said he's kind of like the captain of the ship he's like choreographing it all right um which it would must yeah. be so fun to do that live yeah and
1: he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm, I'm dropping out this you know this bass guitar get up there take a solo yeah. like you said yeah, yeah. and he's kind of um yeah kind of organizing that live uh, yeah. that's i don't know that's that's super fun that's super cool yeah yeah so um yeah that
0: was another i mean yeah if we, i guess
1: i don't know if I, I meant to say it when we were first starting this episode out but I, when he was growing up with his parents, he wasn't super pressured into doing music. I think he learned piano or something mm. okay. a little bit, but um, he wasn't. It wasn't like a big musical thing until a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And then he was into stuff like um, Karate Kid Anthem, mm. um, which I'm not sure if he's talking about the Karate Kid, <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> the theme music. That's yeah. What, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or but like um, Chicago, the band Chicago, Phil Collins. So he's into like this '80s kind of cheesy. Mm sounds that's what, kind of where he's coming from so i just wanted to throw that in there here at the end we should have said at the beginning mm. um but yeah i mean what else we got um yeah. I, I did make a small note he believes in aliens i heard on an interview <laughs>
0: yeah i heard that same interview okay cool so that's that's fun because you know he said he was a little bit like oh i don't know if my he's like i'm gonna lose some fans from saying right this shit. Like, what did he say about that so I, I was i didn't quite catch what he said well one of the cool thing that i remember he was talking about how um I don't know, he was eating an
1: apple or something and he was like, maybe alien technology isn't like we're expecting to come down on a ship in a physical form. But maybe um, like we're creating this AI and they're this alien technology or these aliens that are already here are getting us to build this AI technology. Uh, Um, And so like they're kind of here, but they're using us to build this infrastructure, Mm -hmm. you know, through us yeah um so it's just kind of a, a different way of seeing alien life because it, it it could possibly aliens could be something that we can't see not like a yeah. physical humanoid form but it could be here
0: in the form of yeah. you know networks through the living things on earth yeah i mean it's something to that different dimensions so we already know there's different dimensions Well, yeah humans can only see three right <laughs> um yeah yeah something One, like that 1d 2d and 3d mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah something like that <laughs> something like that um yeah but you know just even scientifically right we're just like m- molecules vibrating at certain frequencies mm-hmm. yeah totally so the the fact that there could be other things intermingled within that is not it's, it's not a, i don't think that's a crazy thought it's just the crazy thing is is people don't think about that very much right the fact that we are just all molecules vibrating at different frequencies: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and right. music is the same thing. you can use whatever instruments you want, real stuff, electronic stuff, but essentially all these musicians are just making vibrations come out of speakers yeah and They're it just,
0: can change your mood and your vibe and mm-hmm. feeling yeah. from something you hear. and so, so. That's,
1: that's what he's really incorporating and in, in wanting to, to push and, ha- and using that to connect people yeah. and he's kind of seeing that and the, you know it's energy, it's vibrations let's use this powerful energy to bring people together and create these new networks, um, to create self-sustaining, um, you know, pieces of our culture that bring us together more and make us happier and make us healthier and make us stronger. Yeah. So I really respect him for that Seeing that super well-rounded thing. He's not just trying to make money. He's not just trying to be famous. He's trying to put this good energy out and, and,
0: I don't know, his inner vibration and try to push that out to, yeah. to other people. No, he seems to be using his success not for selfish reasons, but to try mm-hmm. and put it back into all of the things. He's like yeah. re-in- reinvesting his success mm-hmm. in, into um, the things he does immediately with the people around him, but also trying to extend that yeah. when he goes on tour and with his fan base and trying to sort of get them not get them he's not trying to get people to do things well i think he's just encouraging and inspiring and people and yeah he's not forcing so like, anything yeah, but he's I, he's yeah. just
1: showing these opportunities and, yeah. and showing people that there's potential and opportunity yeah. to do something that maybe we all really want and a lot of people want this yeah. you know i want to build a garden, or i want to help my community be more self-sustaining or just on my personal yeah. life yeah. and and these opportunities are there and he's just showing people that it's there, and sometimes you know people are blind to things that they just don't know are there, yeah. and once they're shown that, they want it,
0: yeah, yeah, I think just uh, yeah, I mean that's the whole thing, like uh i I lost my train of thought this only happened this is okay. only the second time this has happened in all of our episodes, but um something about I was gonna say about that well, it's we'll, now. we'll think about it later, yeah, but um. I mean, that's basically all I got on this guy, unless you have anything else? Um, No, I mean, just, I guess, some of the sort of, not a technical level sort of thing, but how I think his break uh, was um, when he, in his early days of making music, he got a lot of exposure on early digital radio stations. So, just like Signal, but Signal wasn't around back then. Should have been. Should have been. I wish. Um, Yeah, he got a lot of uh, play that way. And,. and his his big thing that allowed him to do music full-time was um, uh, some video game company that was making a uh, funded by Microsoft to make some game had mm-hmm. commissioned him to do the soundtrack for that video game. Cool. Which I Googled it, and I think it's called Watch Dogs 2. I have no idea what this is. Okay. I don't play video games, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, so he said he got that gig, and then it was like that allowed him to do it full-time and really sort of go into music making and um yeah and his label jumpsuit records i think he calls it where Mm -hmm. he's signing a bunch of artists mostly he says through sort of mutual friends and people that come his way but he does have a a site where people any musicians can submit music to the label for consideration for release um he also said about that it's not really like a you know it's not like a record label in the old days of record labels it's like he said it's more of like a service like you know, if he puts out music, he's really trying to just promote and market. And maybe that's where his marketing... I don't know if he shouldn't finish this degree or whatever. But yeah, like,
1: I think he did. But, yeah. but again, you can see how he's, he recognizes these small um, ecosystems, you know, yeah. within like his musical ecosystem. Yeah. and ecosystems of the world Yeah. and you can see everything that he does is kind of like oh how how can we make this the most sustainable thing how can we bring other people into this and bring people together yeah. create these networks within these networks Yeah. and 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 build a better world for everybody
0: you know that's a good thing because you know I think probably in America more than any other country like over here there is a sort of a, I don't know what the way to say it is, but there's not a habit not a pre- predilection maybe however you say that word to like creating kind of cultish organizations mm-hmm. or organizations of people big groups of people like big herd mentality type things you know i think it has bad things when you think about things like scientology or like certain religions or cults kind of thing but then there's all cults of personality as well like if you think about some of these big um like motivational speakers, like Tony Robbins and stuff like that, mm-hmm. who creates this whole multi-million-dollar empire out of people that follow him yeah. and everything he says, kind of thing. Oh, There's people at
1: these mega churches,
0: yeah, with their private jets, exactly. All this shit, and you know, and all, even just like, um, you know, uh, I don't know what you call them, like communities where all these people used to get together and live like on a farm together and have their own ways of doing things kind of thing like right yeah you know um I'm always a bit anti that I think because I don't like herd mentality or herd community I don't think it's a very good thing yeah I think everyone for the most part should try and be individual and have individual thoughts and actions kind of thing right not follow each other blindly sort of thing yeah um so but I'm, I'm not saying that's what he's doing but i'm saying like i think he's you know he i think he's realized the not the cult of personality but the the reaction um that his music is is having on his fan base he's like recognizing there's like thousands of people that are into what he's doing Mm-hmm. And, yeah so
1: instead of the cult of personality like yeah. recognizing the the power of individuality yeah. and how you can
0: connect that energy to to create
1: a network that's powerful yeah
0: so instead of him being like oh shit there's these thousands of people follow me like, now i'm going to get them to subscribe to my club and they can come like and make yeah and rich that's and shit, the like, end game yeah like he's actually instead using uh, his audience to promote these positive ideas of like here's how you can help other people not how you can help me how you can help other people right and your communities and so yeah for that aspect i think he's probably the only person i've heard of so far that's using his megaphone for positive kind of totally things you know not that other artists aren't
1: doing stuff um, for for their communities and stuff but on on, not on this scale that i've
0: seen yeah
1: and i mean that's putting a lot of extra effort it's
0: Boy, a lot yeah, of other shows as well. Like he, actually like, you know, not just saying it and you say and you should do, like actually saying here tomorrow after mm-hmm. the show, here's like, we're all going to be here doing yeah. this thing. Come join.
1: And he's whatever, there. Yeah. He's not just sending his his team out to go, hey, go help yeah, with my yeah. fan make a, a garden exactly. on the outskirts of the city I'm playing in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, He's there first thing in the morning. So yeah, yeah. he's putting in the time, you know. Yeah. Um. And he, you know, he's the, he's there building this. So yeah. super so, cool, super admirable.
0: So that's the interesting thing about the show, right? Because we you wouldn't know any of this for just, just listening to his album or, or finding him online and mm-hmm. diving into his discography. But then once you find out about the person behind the music, um, this, I think seems to be the core of who he is. You know, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. As a person sort of thing. He's his much looking more. Like, yeah. yeah. Much bigger vision yeah. than just, I want to make a good album Yeah, and yeah. play it and make money and live my life. Like, in fact, like I couldn't really find much about him actually really talking about the music. Mm-hmm. He just, yeah he just makes it and puts it out there and does the shows and has all these festival experiences um but he just i don't really he hasn't really talked in interviews about really the music mostly about other shit so which is cool yeah, like, yeah. if anybody
1: thinks this is super cool as well go check him out online because yeah. i mean i don't know the polishambassador.com or something like that you'll find him yeah, it's not the guy in the suit in Poland, but you know, look for a look for a, a blue and yellow jumpsuit, and that's your guy. Yeah, um, and yeah, there's some cool videos on YouTube of him talking about this in a much, yeah. um, much more clear way than I can. I'm not a very good speaker. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm I'm just learning how to podcast.
0: Yeah, today. good. Get,
1: so, get your words out. <laughs> try to use some good words and everything. Sometimes I just say words and they don't make sentences. But um, definitely right. check out this guy online. That's really all I got on this guy. I think we should play out another track. Yes. And and we'll call it a day.
0: Play uh, Querico quer. Rico? All right. If anybody yeah. has any
1: oh, I didn't mean to interrupt, but if yeah. anybody has any um insights about this guy or cool information or any corrections about what anything that I said or Jay said, yeah. Hit us up at that email, give it to me, Jay.
0: Roots to Grooves at signalradio.com. That's S-I-G-N-L oh. radio
1: all right, play us out, Jay. Thank you, everybody. This has been Roots to Grooves. Jesse Quigley here, and Jay
0: Pussel. Boom. We'll see you next time. Later.
1: Roots to Grooves is a production of Signal
0: Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's s i g n l radio.com.